Perhaps the most vibrant church we find in the book of Acts is the church in Antioch. What made it an exemplary church? Well, from its very founding, we see a church that's growing within through biblical teaching and reaching out in love and compassion. That was not easy because Antioch was a difficult place for Christians. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen Davey takes you to Acts 11 today with a lesson called Christians in Sin City. I read some time about the dedication of a new church building. This simple building was a, was a rather surprising sight. It was standing on a hilltop in the middle of a jungle. And had you asked about it, you would have been, I think, even more surprised, as I was, to learn that it was built by the sons of a local witch doctor who'd been murdered as the result of a tribal uh, dispute. Well, his sons had come to Christ, and, and even though they were surrounded by a culture of unbelief, they constructed this church building, and the church meeting in it was growing to the glory of God. Well, let me tell you, if you'd been alive in the first century, you would have been surprised to see a New Testament church thriving in the city of Antioch. Antioch was located about 300 miles north of Jerusalem. Antioch was called the Queen City of the East, and that's because it was a luxurious city. It was wealthy. Its its main street was paved with marble, lined with beautiful columns. It was the only city in the ancient world that had its streets lit up at night, and that's because this city came alive, so to speak, during the night. Chariot racing, gambling, prostitution, it was all legal. It was all prominent in Antioch. In fact, the chief religion was over there at the Temple of Daphne. It was nothing more than sexual immorality in the name of this goddess. Antioch was what you might call sin city. Any sin, any god, Any pleasure was within walking distance. And let me tell you, if there was a city in the Roman Empire where you would never imagine the gospel taking root and a little church being built, well, it would be over there in Antioch. Well, as we sail now into Acts chapter 11, we discover an amazing example of of God's grace, an example of godly living in the midst of an ungodly culture. And, And frankly, a leading example of what a New Testament church ought to look like. And here's how it got started over there in Antioch. Verse 19 tells us, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. Well, what you have here are believers now scattered from Jerusalem because of the persecution. That all started with Stephen being stoned to death, and those scattered Jews are now taking the gospel to Jewish people on the island of Cyprus and north along the coast of Phoenicia and then on up to to Antioch. 
Well, like other believers, they're excited with what Jesus has done in their lives, and they want others to hear the message. Verse 20 tells us that that some of these believers who arrive in Antioch begin delivering the gospel even to Gentiles. Well, the results are, are rather astonishing. Verse 21 tells us, the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. Well, now, all these new believers are going to have to be taught correct doctrine, how to live as, as Christians, how, how the New Testament church is to be managed. They don't have copies of the New Testament. Well, that's still being written. Well, the Lord is going to use two men in particular to firmly establish this new church according to the truth. The first man is is Barnabas. And when the church in Jerusalem hears what's taking place over in, in Antioch, they send Barnabas uh, there. And as we've learned already, Barnabas is an encourager. Now here in verse 24, it tells us that, that Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Well, now back here in verse 23, we're told that uh, Barnabas came to Antioch and saw the grace of God. Well, how does he see the grace of God? Well, he sees it in people coming to faith in Christ. He sees the grace of God in their commitment to follow the Lord. He sees it in their concern for their lost friends and family members. He sees it in the way they're serving one another. He sees the grace of God at work. And I got to tell you, he's thrilled about it all. He charges them here in verse 23 to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Verse 24 adds, a great many people were added to the Lord. That means this little church here in Antioch is growing. And and I'm going to tell you, Sin City is never going to be the same. Well, Barnabas not only sees God's grace, but he also senses the need for more help. And this brings us to the second key person in the spiritual growth and development of this church, and his name is Saul, or as we know him, Paul. Verse 25 simply tells us that Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. Now, the last time we heard from Saul was when he escaped back to his hometown of Tarsus. Well, now Saul's been in Tarsus for almost a decade. It's possibly been eight years since Barnabas has even seen Saul. We don't have any record of what Saul was doing in that time, but we can assume he's been evangelizing. He's been teaching people in this region. Well, Barnabas doesn't have an address for Saul of Tarsus. He doesn't have a telephone number. So he has to go over here, and he's got to look for him. In fact, this word for look is a very intense Greek verb. If you ever lose sight of your child in a store, well, this is the kind of looking that you start doing. Your heart is racing. You're looking up and down every aisle. Nothing distracts your attention, not even that 60% off rack of clothing. You're, You're totally focused on finding your child. Well, that's the idea here. Barnabas had remembered Saul's powerful preaching. He knew that the church in Antioch needed somebody dynamic like Saul. So Barnabas goes over, and he eventually finds him, and he brings him back with him here to Sin City and a brand new growing church family. Verse 26 says, For a whole year they met with the church 
and taught a great many people. The verse adds, in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Christian means little Christ or an imitator of Christ. And apparently it was a label put on them by this pagan culture. And it was, it was really more than likely a, a derogatory title, but it, it stuck. And, and frankly, I think it's a great description of what we ought to be today, imitators of Christ. Many years ago, my wife and I moved from Texas to North Carolina to plant a church. Well, when we lived in Texas, we were Texans. And then when we moved to North Carolina, we became North Carolinians. Well, beloved, if you've moved into Christ, so to speak, by faith in him, you now live in Christ. You're a Christian now. Even though you might be living in some sin city, like these early believers here, we ought to strive to be different. We ought to to try to live up to our wonderful name. Well, now beginning here at verse 27, we see some of the ministry of the church in Antioch. The church now begins to serve fellow believers who are far away. No doubt this is the fruit of Saul and Barnabas's teaching. This is the result of, of spiritual growth, of thinking of other believers. Now, in these early days of the church, a prophet by the name of Agabus comes to Antioch, and he foretells the coming of a great famine. And by the way, the role of the prophet is going to cease as the New Testament becomes completed. There's no new revelation today, beloved. We're not waiting on a prophet or an apostle to tell us what God is saying. We now study what God has said. Apostles and prophets have long since been replaced by pastors and teachers. Well, here in this transition period, Agabus foretells this great famine, and the Christians in Antioch immediately realize that the persecuted uh, brethren over there in Jerusalem and Judea especially, they're going to be in great need during such a famine. So, verse 29 tells us, the disciples determined, everyone according to his ability, to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. Let me tell you, beloved, they're not commanded to do this, take up this special offering. This is simply the response of a godly heart. A willingness to help other people is a mark of spiritual growth. This is how you can see the grace of God at work in your own life. Now, you might think that living in a place like Antioch, Sin City, could keep a church from growing. Uh, you might think that, that it might keep believers from maturing in, in their holy uh, lifestyles. Beloved, you don't need freedom to flourish. You, you don't need a clean culture around you in order to live a pure life. And these early believers here show us it's possible, even in a city like this, it's possible to live up to your name, Christian. Well, let's live up to our name today. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey and a lesson called Christians in Sin City. This is The Wisdom Journey. Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. 
If you haven't already, I invite you to sign up for a free membership in Friends of Wisdom. Once you do, you're going to begin receiving resources from Stephen that'll help you walk wisely through life. Stephen might send an encouraging article to help you better apply God's Word to your life. Sometimes he answers a Bible question that comes in from a listener. It's always interesting to see what people are asking and to read Stephen's answers. At least once a month, our Friends of Wisdom receive a free resource. Joining Friends of Wisdom is both free and easy. All you need to do is visit wisdomonline.org forward slash friends. You will need an email address because these resources will come to your inbox each week. At wisdomonline.org forward slash friends, there's a brief form to fill out, but that's it. You'll be a member. Join today and then be sure and tune in next time to continue this wisdom journey.